0: welcome to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This and every Sunday at 10 until 11 a.m., at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show that has swept the nation and is continuing uh, to Mars. And then at noon, folks, this is, a big, this is a big news. I know a lot of you like to keep abreast of developments in the radio Free Brooklyn community, uh, and part of why you listen to this show is that I give you the goss, I give you the I, I dish I dish on all the other hosts. And I'm excited to tell you that we have a new host to potentially dish on in the future. It's a new show that's starting at noon today called "Badass Babes," hosted by Britt Boris, and so that's at noon. And then, of course. Our mainstay, one of our staple flagship shows here at Radio Free Brooklyn at 1 p.m. Objection to the rule. The station's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So every possible base is covered this morning. We've got uh, uh, starting your day off with some laughs now and then talking about movies very earnestly at 11 and then talking about babes who you find to be badass at noon and then serious politics at 1. So every – you know, the human animal is complex and he contains or she contains – Multitudes of voices and thoughts and opinions. And every one of those is addressed on the Sunday talk show schedule. So keep that dial tuned. Keep that player tab open on your browser. Keep the Radio Free Brooklyn app going as you go about your Sunday to enjoy the program we have for you. Uh, I'm your host, Colby Smith, for Young Persons Radio. Our number, 718-928-9732, if you'd like to call in at any point during the show. And I certainly suggest you do so. That's 718 928 9732. Now, I would like to tell you all a little story to get started today. There were once two young boys growing up in the state of Maryland, a state that no one really has opinions about, but is in fact America in microcosm. Everything you want to know about America at large can be found in the state of Maryland, and it's a secret that no one is talking about. But the point I'm trying to tell you is. There were once two young boys growing up in Maryland. They both attended the University of Maryland, did comedy there in the student comedy group, met, became friends, performed together, only to have their paths diverge. One went on to success and universal love in the city of Chicago, and the other went on to obscurity and resentment in the city of New York. That boy was me, and the first was my guest, Joe Friedman.
1: Wow, that is an incredible, incredible introduction. I don't think I've ever been so famously introduced. That is amazing. Thank you, Colby. Uh,
0: (laughs) I'm so glad you're here.
1: I'm thrilled to be on the show. Thanks for having me.
0: You're not just visiting New York now, are you?
1: I'm not. If I have been, I've been here for six months with no intention of leaving. Uh, I still feel like a visitor, though.
0: Yeah, I don't think that will let up for years.
1: Years. Do you feel at home at this point?
0: Only slightly. Only slightly. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm still getting there with it.
1: Well, because there's new stuff all the time. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's exhausting. Yeah, but. It's exhausting. What a beautiful thing. I feel
0: like it's to the point kind of where if you read about a new bar that has opened up on the Gothamist or something, it's already too late. You've already missed the boat on that spot.
1: It's no longer trendy if it's in the trendy, you know, uh, catalog. Or... Exactly,
0: it is kind of a, a a rule that if the New York Times writes about something. It's over.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Um even even something as big of an institution as Peter Luger's for example, did you hear about that review a couple no. months ago? Oh,
0: oh yes, where right. it was like it was trashed, right? It was
1: absolutely tarnished by Pete Wells. Uh, yes. zero star review. He annihilated them.
0: Uh do you know what he said? We got to pull this thing up.
1: So, yeah, I actually do because a few of my friends from Maryland actually were coming up to visit that weekend. And uh in a classic dude's trip fashion, we decided, oh, let's go to a steakhouse. Yes. We'll all waste way too much money at a steakhouse. And that review came out the week that they were coming. We had reservations like two months in advance. And um th- this review comes out. Yeah, pull up the review if you'd like. He basically goes on a tirade, says it's insane that you have to pay cash only at this restaurant. You have a reservation for a set time. They keep you waiting for like 20, 25 minutes, even if you're me, Pete Wells. (laughs) And
0: So uh, so there's there's the subtext of the the review for sure, is that Pete Wells does not feel his celebrity was honored at Peter Luger.
1: I would say so, but I also think, you know, from having worked a decent amount of food service jobs right that that is the type of thing especially if you're such an institution you have a picture of the person coming who's (laughs) reviewing your restaurant and maybe maybe bring it a little bit better for that guy (laughs) yeah um he said that the steaks are subpar for what they are and he just said you know there are so many restaurants in new york why waste your time going to this (laughs) dying restaurant uh, that has just become so commercialized Uh and full of itself
0: well i wonder like is this the kind of thing that could kill a restaurant or is peter luger already too far gone is it too established to be even touched by something like this
2: i
1: think the reality is that it is too established i'm sure they got a fair amount of cancellations and they've maybe made some changes over there but interestingly enough uh an old boss of mine in Chicago who did Chicago Pizza Tours, that's his company. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. He uh, he came to New York with his family, and I saw on his Instagram that he posted on his story, he posted a picture at Peter Luger's with his family and said, you can take your zero stars and shove them up your ass. And I'm ah. like, okay, this is you know kind of a lame thing to do here. I think that a lot of people... Are just so excited to go to such an institution. They don't uh-huh. either care or don't know about this sure. reviewer. Yeah. You know, and to them, it's like, oh, this is just one review. We love steak and this is the place to go get steak. Yeah. And, you know, I think that what we wound up doing is we did cancel the re- reservation. We went to go get hot pot in Manhattan instead oh, nice. and it was delicious. And it's something yeah. that, you know, these Maryland boys can't really find in right. Baltimore or, you know, Rockville. <laughs> and see, now I'm wondering if
0: uh peter luger has its own equivalent of the beehive uh where if anyone says anything bad about beyonce online a swarm of people will uh dox you and to get you kicked out of your house
1: <laughs> that's a really fair point honestly <laughs> it sounds
0: like uh people are coming for pete wells now
1: yeah which is so sad <laughs> stay strong pete uh we're with you i don't I, I i'm glad that he spoke his mind i think that we would have really not enjoyed the experience it sounds like yeah They've gotten so full of themselves that they don't care about giving you that top-notch experience. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And luckily, he's out there ready to take them down a peg.
1: I wonder if this has become an endorsement for (laughs) Lugers in some way. If they
0: want want to treat us to a meal and maybe right some of the wrongs that uh, uh, the New York Times reviewer perpetrated, I would accept that.
1: I would accept a free meal from Peter Luger's as well. Yes. I would would not be above that.
0: It's about time that this show started getting free stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, mean, look, you know this show Blank Check? Yeah. This podcast Blank Check? Oh, yeah. These guys are like the golden boys. They're seeing movies ahead of everybody else. They're getting all this swag and stuff. Meanwhile... I got I got a, a mother pigeon giving me free uh, a free felt pigeon she made. Oh my god! Out of felt and chicken wire. I would love and to see a pigeon. I'm not saying that that is not one of the most thoughtful gifts I've ever received in my life. Uh, I loved that, but I am just saying it's time to to ratchet up the showbiz connections here.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> think I don't want to so. sound ungrateful. Well, I'm not. I think, not. It, I think it ask and you shall receive. I'm sure that yeah. you know now that you've put this out into the universe. I think that. The free swag is about to start <laughs> rolling in. I don't know if you've asked for it before, but you're deserving, now, man. I was
0: kind of just hoping to get it before silently. But you I you're bet right. that's
1: going to be our first call today. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Somebody from podswag.com <laughs> being like, yeah, I got a bunch of Earwolf
1: stuff I could do. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you looking to switch teams? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
0: So you, Joe, you love ice cream, don't you?
1: uh yeah um (laughs) some might say a little too much uh i ate it every day for a year in 2018 so
0: i would love to talk about this
1: sure because
0: Uh, i you were talking of course about the web series joe loves ice cream thank you where you you. drove across the country and ate uh, ice cream at a hundred different spots it was wild right it is so funny (laughs) The show
2: thank you so much Uh, man
0: uh and Uh, The first thing that comes up when you Google Joe loves ice cream is an article from uh, Eater that says Joe Biden loves ice cream more than you love anything. Now, do you have any words you would want to say to Joe Biden for
1: stealing your bit or? (sighs) You know, this is definitely something that uh, my team had to worry about. (laughs) uh when we were figuring out our search engine optimization uh how do you beat the beast joe biden which i think that a lot of people are kind of toying with these days right people are trying to bring good old uncle joe down it seems but uh you know i i invite him to get ice cream with me at some point in time and i'll say this maybe you're familiar uh hosting a radio show of your own joe biden's not really doing any radio shows these days Uh he's not taking any interviews. He's not, you know, exploring anything. I'm giving him a pressure free opportunity, like we're trying to do with Luger's out here as well. I'm giving him the chance to sit down and get ice cream, my treat, anywhere he wants to eat it. And maybe we can talk about the fact that he yes. does not need this ice cream publicity. <laughs> he does not need it. Maybe he thinks that he does, but maybe, uh-huh. maybe. He's okay with, you know, just being a politician. Yes. Like everybody loves ice cream. Maybe There's he doesn't no need
0: everything. It.
1: I love ice cream more than Joe Biden loves ice cream. <laughs> that, that's, it's a scientific fact, yeah. I think. I, I, I believe it. I, I have like a chemical sure. dependence on it, I <laughs> yes. think, at this point. And he may like it, but ugh, it's tough. It's tough for me, honestly, as a, as a young New Yorker now, uh-huh. um, just trying to figure out who I am in this world. <laughs> this guy's got so much going on. <laughs> I think he can afford to let ice cream go. Um, so, Joe, if you're listening out there, um, please just sit down with me and we'll talk. I will get you a life supply of ice cream. <laughs> I can make that happen. Ugh, I, I know love people that you can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird though, from spending so much time with ice cream. Like it started mm-hmm. as a joke on a New Year's Day in Chicago. It's okay. five degrees, and it's nighttime, and I like one of my favorite pastimes in chicago during the winter is to eat ice cream outside okay because it's jarring to the people on the street yes and my stance is you're already cold it's yeah. not making you colder right but it's just something to enjoy while you're <laughs> outside and like people look at you like you are That's nuts really funny. if you have an ice cream cone yeah. and it's five degrees outside yeah 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 and you know i was never really an instagram stories guy at this point so it's New Year's Day, and I posted a picture on my story, or a video, saying, you know, 365-day ice cream challenge. Mm-hmm. I had never gotten a DM on Instagram, I don't think, like, earnestly. And um, people were like, are you really going to do this? Because <laughs> I was already eating a lot of ice cream anyway. We used to host a show at my house called The Ice Cream Joint. Yes. And um, so I kind of got billed as this ice cream comic somehow, <laughs> and... um it was really just a ploy to get people to come to our apartment like how can we for the show convince people that we're not weirdos attracting you to our apartment oh give them free ice cream that's probably creepy too but it worked and so you know i was already eating a lot of ice cream we would always have it in the freezer and so people were like are you really going to eat it every day and i was like uh you know i guess why not yeah 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 and then you know you just meet very interesting people because it's such a niche Mm -hmm. thing to really be excited about yeah so I did ice cream school in Wisconsin at University of Wisconsin. I tried to get into the Penn State one, but it was already heavily booked. Oh out. My God. like the wait list was full. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. And then from that experience, fast forward to summer. There was a really cool ice cream shop opening up that uh, this uh, amazing pastry chef her name's Dana Cree. She used to be the head pastry chef at a place called Blackbird in Chicago. Incredible restaurant. Mm-hmm. And The in another incredible restaurant. If you're planning a trip to Chicago, these are two institutions, uh, food-wise, uh, that you would be very happy to attend. And I applied to work in her kitchen because I had gone to this ice cream school and right. felt remotely qualified. And she gave me a chance because I had this ice cream school under my yeah. belt, which is kind of funny. And Can you walk us through what
0: ice cream school is like.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so this one in Wisconsin was a three day thing. Uh, we covered making ice cream at a commercial level. So they showed us the machines that they use to make their campus ice cream, which is incredible, very delicious stuff. Then we also had like ice cream manufacturers come in and kind of talk about distribution and, uh, if you're a single location shop, if you're making your own ice cream, the benefits of pasteurizing your own milk versus getting it from a dairy plant uh, and kind of talking through the liabilities of making your own pasteurized milk and things like that. It, it's it's very interesting. It's so boring mm-hmm. to most people, but the people who go to this school, uh, these programs are just so obsessed with ice cream right, that they yeah. really want to know the composition because Everybody, I think, wants to make the best ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually incredibly easy to just make good ice cream. Uh-huh. Like, you and I can make good ice cream right now with a set of instructions and a machine. <laughs> okay. Because it's, you know, if you're following the recipe, it's yeah. not that hard. Right. When you get into the nitty-gritty of how much vanilla, what type of vanilla do you use? Like, mm-hmm. it's wild, but really, really good ice cream places are all going to say that they have the best vanilla, <laughs> that they've spent years working on their vanilla, and they uh-huh. hate the expression that something is vanilla, that it's boring, right? Because right? right. they're like, vanilla is actually incredibly complex. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most important flavor. You can tell everything about your ice cream shop based off your vanilla. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm kind of going through these programs like, I don't know, you know, it it, it is a very complex and interesting flavor, but it's so interesting to take yourself that seriously. Totally. You know, because totally. most people just don't care. Yeah. And I remember uh, when I started working at this ice cream shop, I had been to New York and she was like, oh, what are some of your favorite ice cream places over there? Because I was coming back to New York and I was uh-huh. like, oh, Ample Hills. Ample yeah. Hills is great. I think it's so fun over sure, there. She's sure. Like, yeah. She's like, oh, Ample Hills sucks. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. Can you explain why? I would love to hear this. And so she's speaking exclusively from a creation level right, right? like okay. like what goes into it and she would also say that ben and jerry's is not that great
2: mm.
1: and her reasoning I would
0: point her toward a uh, cherry garcia yes
1: exactly and what's so interesting right is it's like we're talking her and i are talking about the minutia of like the quality of the ice cream mm-hmm. but the reality to the masses about ice cream is that so much of it is experience driven mm. that like we're talking about ice cream at such a level that almost nobody's thinking about, you know, people love ample Hills and they love Ben and Jerry's because they're fun. Yeah. They make you feel like a child again. Mm. Uh, Ben and Jerry's especially is really fun, especially if you're a progressive person because you feel like you're contributing to a rare company that is actually making a difference in the world. Right, right. They are making the world a better place with ice cream undeniably. So I would say, um, But her point is that they use stabilizers and they Ah. have these ginormous Uh mix-ins, right? Like giant pieces of cookie or brownie. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 distracting you with (laughs) mix-ins that you really like and big wholesome bites (laughs) of the mix-ins, and it's distracting you from the okay ice cream. Okay, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. have you ever had a pint of Cherry Garcia in your freezer and you take it out again later and there's like a giant layer of ice oh, on yeah. the top of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's That's her point is it's like, you know, it doesn't sit well. Uh, <laughs> it's not the best of ingredients. And she's making single use. You know, like you're not really buying her ice cream and putting it in your freezer for a long time. You're mm-hmm. buying very freshly made ice cream and eating it pretty quickly. But... A lot of these places, and I'm sure that you've seen it in New York as well, they're charging an arm and a leg for a simple ice cream. That's like, true. one of the most common things that I would hear as I was leaving shifts at this <laughs> ice cream shop, you know, because she actually mostly made bars. They were like ice cream bars okay. and pops. And I would see a lot of people hold their pop up in the sky and they would say, Can you believe I just spent $5 on this? You know, because it's small herb, but The ingredients are incredible and it is so delicious and it's a special experience. I think that there are a lot of people who think, oh, ice cream should be super cheap. But like anything, inflation comes around and drives those prices up a little bit more and Mm -hmm. the highest quality of anything is going to cost a little bit more than the lowest quality of it. But even Dairy Queen now, uh, a small cone at Dairy Queen is like 385, I want to say, something like that, which is higher than most people would think and um my stepdad for one is somebody who is furious anytime he's paying more than three dollars for ice cream and it's like dude you gotta understand it's 2020 now (laughs) everything is more expensive than when you were buying it in the 90s i I, I don't know what to tell you it's like you don't go out to ice cream unless you're with me i guess and you (laughs) haven't seen the prices go up but it's just nature i don't know um but yeah you meet weird people when you dive that deep into Uh uh so, yes, what I'm saying, Colby, is if you want a lifelong supply of ice cream, <laughs> hit me up, man. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> is that your favorite flavor, Cherry Garcia, like uh, a Cherry Ice Cream?
0: I don't think it is, no. Uh, I would say that's probably number five
1: number on my, five on
0: my list of ben and jerry's flavors really i go very simple first of all i'll go milk and cookies
1: that's the best flavor yeah that, that is, is actually so the best good. ben and jerry's flavor. It's the oh, most underrated flavor i love better it. than half baked by a mile definitely better than half baked half baked has too much going on i agree they I were agree. fully baked when they came up with that i think idea. a lot of, yeah <laughs> put everything in it <laughs> milk and cookies is perfect both types of yeah. cookies that's my favorite one great choice well i'm sure sh- like i'm not this is not a bit That's my <laughs> no, favorite I, flavor.
0: Uh, oh right on right on <laughs> the uh, uh, i also like their coffee ice cream
1: interesting ice cream which one really coffee toffee mm-hmm. okay yeah so i have uh an invitation for you here we go um because this is actually i'm not even kidding this is something that i do uh, i'm a child of divorce yes and so something that uh really tickles me <laughs> is taking two things that are to people or things that don't like each other, uh-huh. and finding a way to bring them together. <laughs> Are you familiar with Ben and Jerry's and Haagen Dazs rivalry? Uh, uh,
0: not in the details of it, but I know that it exists.
1: Okay, so uh, just a real quick summary: as yeah. Ben and Jerry's was getting bigger in the Northeast, okay. Haagen Dazs at the time, and it's they were under the company Pillsbury. Mm-hmm. Um, but Haagen Dazs basically came out and said to local shops in the Northeast if you are going to supply Ben and Jerry's, we will not supply you with Haagen-Dazs. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of shops turned down Ben and Jerry's. And uh, I can't remember if it was Ben or Jerry, but they went out, I believe to Michigan, to Pillsbury headquarters, and did a one-man picket line and said, what's the Doughboy so afraid of? And they kind of generated this big, you know, kind of, self-promoted uh case saying th- that what they're doing is unlawful oh and um they finally did obviously kind of start to uh obviously uh, a lot of retailers would sell both eventually right, right? right. cuz that's just the nature and um so they've had this decades long rivalry and now if you go to take a Ben & Jerry's tour um they tell you that 90% of Ben & Jerry's sales are pints Whereas 0% of haagen sales are pints. <laughs> and here's here's the reason for that, okay? haagen doesn't sell a pint. What you yeah. think is a pint is actually shorted by two ounces.
0: Ah, I see. They I make
1: see. it look like a pint. It's gotcha, essentially gotcha. a pint, but it's just shorted just a little bit. <laughs> and you would never know it unless Ben and Jerry's told oh. you that. But if you pick up one of their pints... It doesn't say one pint on it. Ben and Jerry's will say one pint.
0: What you're describing is a great lost Will Ferrell, John C. Riley
1: movie. movie. <laughs> it would be incredible. Ben yeah. And
0: Jerry's versus Haagen-Dazs uh, uh, business comedy. It,
1: you know, I think we got to write it for <laughs> him. I think we do. Um, but it's never I, too late. It's true. It, it, it needs to exist. Mm-hmm. Um but what I love to do is I'll get a pint of Haagen Dazs coffee ice cream, which I All think right, is yeah. the best coffee. Yeah, and I put it with the milk and cookies from Ben and Jerry's, and oh, it's like yes, it's like my parents got back together. <laughs> you know, it's like you two hate each other, but you actually made something very special, and you don't even know <laughs> and it. It's me. It's me. It's me. <laughs> this is me in ice cream form. Is Haagen Dazs coffee, <laughs> Ben and Jerry's milk and cookies. The parents hate each other, but they made something. That is so very special.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> I, so uh, uh, related to this, uh, is it true that you as a child went to an ice cream themed group therapy for kids with divorced parents called banana splits? That is very true. That is yes. so fucked up that they called it that.
1: I mean, you know, it's funny. because, like, It like, it, it's one of these like funny names for a parent, but I don't think like, I don't think that I really even put it together right. for a while until right. like, the third or fourth session where i was like oh all we do is talk about our parents separations and divorces (laughs) all these kids their parents are also divorced i was just sold because like it was called banana splits and there's ice cream here like i thought that i like was better than every you know it's kind of like i almost thought that i was in an equivalent of like enriched math or something like Uh i thought that i was being spoiled like i got to spend wednesdays eating ice cream during lunch. Whereas all my other schmuck friends had to eat whatever lunch. You were
0: chosen. Yeah. It was like,
1: it was like, I'm special. They saw something in me. These 10 kids and I are somehow special and we get, we get ice cream. Yeah. All we have to do is talk about sad stuff, but we get ice cream. This is amazing. I felt like I was gaming the system. Yeah.
0: That's good thing. Your parents were actually divorced, so you could oh, fit yeah. in with the
2: rest of the group.
1: It's really true. I, you know, otherwise I would have just been like really downing them out. Like, oh, my parents actually love each other. I'm just here for the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it really was so special. I think uh, it's a hilarious name, but it's insane. Yeah, name.
0: it's crazy. Uh,
1: it's actually so. I my school wasn't unique in this regard it's like a program uh-huh. i've found oh like because you know as a kid i was like man my school is so smart but it's just a program i think oh my god um and it's kind of a bummer because i would love to do a show or something like that but i'd be worried about them suing me for doing right. their format yeah, entirely and their name and right uh, yeah but how can you like i feel like you if you called it, it-
0: something else you could do exactly there.
1: I was thinking about calling I it I mean, that's like what splits. we do uh,
0: with this show and uh, the best show. Oh, really? Yeah, I just do exactly what Tom <laughs> Sharpe does. But it's not called that. So no one notices.
1: Well, hopefully he's not listening right
0: now. <laughs> he's, he's he's too important.
1: Too important. He doesn't yeah. listen to other shows. He's just like, yeah, exactly. I go in and do mine. And exactly I feel like right. I, you got to think that there are some hosts that just kind of do that, right? Like they're yeah. so so high status. Yeah. I wonder what Michael Barbaro listens to. Do you ever think about Who's that? Michael Barbaro uh, from the Daily, the New York oh, Times oh podcast. Oh my god! Yes, I'm of course, Michael Barbaro. Yeah. Oh,
0: li- I've only listened to one episode of the Daily.
1: You know, I don't think like like it's an essential listen. It's nice. It's a deep dive into one news topic right. of the day, right. as opposed to like really getting your news. You know, they'll read yeah. headlines at the end of the day, but you don't get anything from those headlines. Yeah. It's just like a deep dive, and it's like you have 20 to 30 minutes.
0: What? yeah, his name is Barbadaro. Is it Barbaro? Michael Barbaro. Mark Mar- Mar- Michael Barbaro.
1: Okay. And um I find his voice uh hard. Hard take. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, like it took me a little getting used to yeah. uh cuz it's such a it, it's one of these radio voices that it's like such a radio voice. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's really, very
0: affected uh yeah, I think it would be great if that guy listens to Comedy Bang Bang.
1: That would be so.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like doesn't miss an episode. Well, most people I know are just like, yeah, I listen to Comedy Bang Bang. I listen to like the year-end like highlight episodes. Just, if this guy didn't miss an episode, just like every Monday morning, was <laughs> refreshing his phone at 4 a.m. before Come he on. goes to, goes to his job at the paper it, of record.
1: That <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh,
0: I hope I get a uh, uh, Paul Rust on this episode. <laughs> I want a new no-no, please.
1: That would be amazing if that was his show. Oh, God. That's so fun. Now I'm not ever going to be able to listen to The Daily and think he's coming off listening to the newest Comedy Bang Bang. I love Scott Ackerman. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Today today on The Daily, The Cake Boss, played by Paul F. Tompkins.
1: Has Paul F. Tompkins played The Cake Boss? Oh, yeah. That's one of his big uh, early
0: Comedy Bang Bang characters. Wow. But, folks, we got a call on the line. Our oh. first call of the day. A caller, you're on the air with me and Joe Friedman. Hey, Colby. Hey, hey, it's Tim Keck. So this guy, for people to know, because, Tim, we get a lot of new listeners every week, as you know. I mean, we do, are, every week. People are pushing each other out of the way to get to this show now.
2: They are.
0: Uh, This guy.
2: That doesn't travel as far as it used
0: to. It's exactly right. This is a guy who calls every week. He uh, um, is an adept uh, singer. He's a classically trained soprano.
1: He's a master soprano. Wow. wow. Um, I've been wanting to actually speak to this guy because, <laughs> Tim, you have a food show as well, correct?
2: I do, spot or not. And I got to say, Joe, you got to be one of the best guests that have ever been on Young Persons Radio. <laughs> that uh, is such that an honor. Story. I love it. This is high, genuine praise until you stop talking about ice cream. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really, I had the thought. I was like, I really hope Tim is listening because this is, this could not be more up his alley, this
2: episode I, of the show. I would love to only talk about ice cream with you.
1: Uh, I'm happy to do that. And you, I feel, are a good person to talk to because you must know the spots for ice cream.
2: We both love food. We both love food. We both like ice cream. Um, I like the Ample Hills, but now that you're saying it, it is, it is experience based. I hadn't thought about any of that kind of stuff before, but I think you want, uh, yeah, impulse is really nice. they have got all these, like, the the presentation is fun, and then there's kind of, like, kids' birthdays and stuff going on there, so it's, like, more of an experience, but I'm getting choked up just thinking about it, but uh, what (laughs) defines, like, great ice cream to you?
1: So, you know, it's actually interesting. I'm really glad that you brought us back to this, because... I was going to say, so in the context of uh, I was in the context of my former employer, Dana, um, I heard what she was saying, but I'm by no means an ice cream purist, right? Like Colby and I are diving in over here. I love Ben and Jerry's. I love Ample Hills. I think that it's so cool that each one of their shops has like a neighborhood specific flavor. I like I do think that experience is such a driving force with ice cream. Mm -hmm. I think that because of the way that the market has kind of veered these past few years, artisanal ice cream is becoming such a big thing. But at the end of the day, you're eating sugar and milk, you know, it doesn't need to be organic, in my opinion, and you spend $8 for two scoops. (laughs) But um, uh, I I certainly appreciate uh, high quality ice cream. She's talking more of like a Morgan Stearns type of a place, or if you're familiar with, jenny's ice cream they use incredible both very good yeah delicious spots spots. yeah are you familiar with you you've had jenny's as well
2: uh i I don't uh, think i've ever had jenny's because they're
1: not in new york they can't afford to be here because they have new york prices in like chicago and ohio i haven't had
0: jenny's but i uh have had morgan stearns and i know someone who works who worked at morgan stearns who uh sang jenny's praises uh, fran right
1: yeah oh my gosh fran is (laughs) Fran is probably more of an ice cream expert than I am just because she knows so much about so many things. Yeah. Fran, um,
0: future guest. Guest next week.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, she's a returning guest as yes. well, right? Yes.
0: Her third appearance on the show. Wow. Next week.
1: Oh, my God. I need We're to listen. We're talking Oscars. <laughs> oh, wow. That's going to be. Is, are they next week?
0: They are. The nominations come out tomorrow.
1: Okay. But anyway, Tim, yeah. <laughs> can you, can you
0: get, wait, I don't want to dilute the Tim's call with non ice cream related. I can't talk, mirror so off uh, from it uh, as well. Let's go back to what the what he wants. I think that ex- okay.
1: Yeah, I,
2: I wanted I wanted your opinion on now because I agree you were talking about Better Jerry's isn't the best. As a big proponent of the bodega pint, uh, I've really cooled off on Better Jerry's in recent years. Uh, I'd like to throw out two big names that I'm a fan of, and I get excited when I see them at my bodega shelf. I believe it's called Cool House. Are you familiar with that? I am familiar with Cool House. You like Cool House. House. I think they're great. I think their little pints are great. I think the the experience I have at the bodega there is great. As far as I know, it's an L.A.-based company, and it isn't in New York, but I'm I'm hopeful about it. I think they do food trucks sometimes.
1: They do bring the occasional food truck. They are trying to break into the New York market. You're very (laughs) right about that, Tim. Uh, And I hope that they come as well. I think that L.A., Ice cream is really exciting. I think that what's interesting about introducing your company on the opposite coast is how you roll it out, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, hopefully they have a strong rollout. It sounds like you're enjoying it. I certainly enjoy Cool House. Um, and what I love about them also is a, a big thing with pint style ice cream is packaging. You know, are are you an enticing package to pick up? Are you a reasonable price? and do you deliver? You know, uh, there's a there's a company called McConnell's, which I don't know if you've seen out here at all, but they're another LA company that uh, they don't ship well. So when you try it here or when you try it in Chicago, it hasn't made it to the community that well. So it's much better when you have it out in California. But Cool House, I think, I totally agree, has a great rollout, and I really love it. What's your favorite flavor?
2: Ooh, Um, I like, well, I'm a big chocolate person. They have, like, a molten cake one.
1: Ooh, yeah.
2: Chunks of cake in it that's so good. And I do love the, uh, they do, like, ice cream sandwiches.
1: Yeah, your bodega has the sandwiches?
2: Yeah, the sandwiches, they're they're wrapped up. They're in bodegas. I've seen them in multiple bodegas. Uh And it was crazy, because I think I saw them on, um God, I was watching some food show. And I think they went to, like, the stands, or I guess I went to one of the cool house trucks in L.A., and I was like, "Damn, I want one of those next day I'm at a bodega." And I'm like, "Damn, Cool
1: House sandwich, this is incredible!" Wow, oh my gosh, where yeah. where are you, where's your where do you live? I'm curious because I my bodega sometimes has Cool House pints, but that's it. Never seen the sandwiches in my bodegas.
2: I'm in Bushwick. Oh, we got it all wow. your baby.
1: That's amazing. Oh where my god, where are you god. living? I'm in Bed Stuy. So mm-hmm. uh, my okay, amateur
2: first move mistake, but yeah <laughs> That's you know not I, true, Tim.
1: I was i was filling a room with a couple of chicago pals and uh yeah i think that they were kind of in the same boat we all kind of just like took a nice place best and, size uh, good best size yeah good place it is, good. It is tight.
2: That's a
1: fun. the one. ice cream could improve but <laughs> right. on the grand scheme i don't think that the neighborhood is going to be working towards that goal of uh-huh. mine um i will have to bring that change i think um but uh yeah cool house is great what's your other brand
2: over there Okay, the other pints that I'm excited about, and I realize I haven't been to the brick and mortar in Manhattan in a long time. I need to go back. Big Gay Ice Cream.
1: Uh, oh, oh yeah,
2: I love. I've seen the pints in my bodega. I love them. They're great, and I realized they haven't been back there. And when you, and I, I was like following their Instagram, and it's like, oh, if you like this pint, what if you liked it all like creamy on top of a cone, and then we covered it in chocolate with like nuts on it? I'm like, that sounds so good, so good. <laughs> yeah they're
1: incredible they are so good big gay ice cream i wish that they had a brooklyn location i think they're exclusively in manhattan they're
0: exclusively in manhattan currently right um i don't know if there are plans to do a brooklyn one
1: but i feel as though they really should i completely agree especially you know i it's so bizarre that brooklyn is really becoming you know re- like we were just talking about this right mm-hmm. before the show is it's, yeah i'm it's glad we could fun... hit
0: that uh, that classic podcast trope of talking about what we were talking about before the mic
1: started rolling. you gotta hit that trope <laughs> otherwise that. did the episode really happen <laughs> um but uh you know it, there's so much going on here it's like why not have I don't know, like a Williamsburg location at the very least so that I don't need to hop on the L and go into the East Village to have big gay ice cream. (laughs) That seems like a
0: natural spot for it.
1: Yeah, it, Williamsburg seems like the natural spot for anything yeah. that's
2: happening in Manhattan to yes. <laughs> yes. trickle over to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Anything cool in the East Village will be in Williamsburg in the
0: next yeah. five years. I'm cool
2: things, sure.
0: cool things like, uh, 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 mm. cool things that happen in Manhattan have definitely started cropping up in uh, um, uh, Williamsburg. Things like J. Crew, uh, Apple Store, uh, Apple Foods. Store has really
1: made its way into Brooklyn big yeah. time.
0: Whole yeah. Foods too. Um, Let's see. Oh my God.
2: You're talking ice cream. You can't not mention the Apple store.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. Seriously. They go hand in hand. Uh, Really?
0: I like to, I like to get a big chocolate cone and walk around touching all the
1: phones. Yeah. From big gay. So it's like dripping. Yeah, exactly. You know, on all this stuff. You
0: can't not drip all over your hand.
1: I wonder what the ice cream store, you know, if there were to be like an ice cream kiosk in an Apple store, (laughs) I wonder what it would be. I feel like it'd be like milk bar. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, It would 100% be Milk Bar, which is also delicious, but I don't feel like it's traditional, you
1: know? It's not traditional. I think that it, it, this might get me in a little bit of trouble here. I think that Milk Bar is outrageously overhyped ice cream. Their other baked goods are phenomenal, but I think that the ice cream, its signature, Mm. quote-unquote, is okay.
0: Yeah. It's okay,
1: you know? um,
0: The ice cream is not what I go for whenever I go to a milk bar
1: right yeah. yeah totally it's like i'll get a cookie or but that's
0: exactly what i get yeah i get a cookie
1: those little cake balls that they have too oh, are yeah. really fun i mean those like they're, are, oh i love those. their baked goods <laughs> are incredible tim so you like ample hills is there another shop that you would go to like an obscure one that maybe i don't know because you oh I, I assume you've been here a little longer than me I haven't been here six months. I don't months know. Since. I
2: feel like I haven't been going out to ice cream shops. I recently tried to remedy that on an upcoming episode of Spot or Not. So you can check that out. I here we go. on the name of the place, or I would mention it, but I found a place that did ice cream tacos. Ice cream so tacos, like a like a, like choco a taco, like a sugar cone. It was like a thin taco shell that they just scoop ice cream into, put whipped cream and sprinkles on top, and it was awesome.
1: Was this in Bushwick?
2: Yes, it was in Bushwick.
1: Wow, I need I to watch Bushwick that episode probably- so that. I can find this place because I have not been anywhere here with their own ice cream tacos. But it is a really fun thing to find. Mm. And Chaco Taco has to be your base for those, right? It's yeah. like, is it better than a Chaco Taco? Mm-hmm. Was it better than a Chaco Taco, Tim? Oh, my God. Well,
2: now when you say it like that, I have no idea. Chaco Taco is going to be one of the best things on the planet.
1: It's true. Really they really good. nail it.
0: Well, yeah. Well, how do we feel about these like ice cream products like that, like your your drumstick, your choco taco, uh, uh, etc.
1: I'm I like personally them. so there for them. <laughs> I do. like my when I go home, my mom has an eight pack of drumsticks queued up for me. That you rolls. know that that I are gone those. by the end of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my family's ice cream consumption goes up probably. A hundred percent. I would. Say. They, you know, they like ice cream, but I think that yeah. I ruin them when I come to. Well, tent.
0: here's another one. Mochi.
1: Oh, huge fan. Huge fan of mochi. Yeah, Do you like Mochi's it as well? So good. There's I like a the green tea one. Oh, those are great. There's a um. There's a print shop, like like uh, kind of like a Kinko's, uh-huh. a few blocks away from me, that just randomly advertises <laughs> so that they have like a mochi freezer in the shop, in and the I'm like print shop. I've only so you gone go. are this...
0: printing off your resume for like a job interview. and you're like, yeah, I'll pick up some mochi while I'm here.
1: It's so funny because I have a printer at my house. So the only reason that I've ever gone into this shop uh-huh. is to buy like buy a mochi. piece of mochi. <laughs> yeah, just like like I uh, you know I don't know because it's hard. You're not going to find it in a bodega. No, not even going to find it in a grocery store. Probably, probably not. Yeah, Tim, what do you think about mochi? I still like don't
2: really have any thoughts on mochi no do, like green tea stuff and like <clears throat> there's
1: a couple different flavors yeah, I thought yeah there's
2: confused and like not real ice cream it was, was the thought that i had about it
1: well it is real uh what's interesting is that it has this like rice wax oh yeah outer layer that i think really it's interesting it, it's it's an acquired taste i would say and it certainly makes it different than what you're expecting it's like it, it surrounds essentially like a bite or two of very high quality ice cream, I would yeah. say, right? Like once oh, you get yes. into that it's mochi, so it's like, wow, this is um, this is really right. good. And I, I would say, like to me, that rice waxy layer has actually become kind of a, a, like, you know, a mood food almost. Like it, it, I'm not always in the mood for mochi, but when I find it and that mood does strike, it, it's, you know... Sometimes you just see it and you're like, oh, I got to try it. I, I would highly encourage you if you come across that print shop or. Uh, <laughs> so you ha- have you not tried it, Tim?
2: I feel like I have tried it. I don't remember. It's been a while. I'll tell you what, I am deterred by green tea flavored things. Like I'll drink a green tea, but the green tea flavor uh in ice creams or desserts is not something that i, I gravitate towards. Well,
1: but it's not so it's not, not that's not the, the only one you can
0: get though. though. There are there are other uh that's yeah. just that's just the one i like.
1: How do you feel about strawberry?
2: Strawberry, I'm okay with strawberry.
1: Okay, but yeah, I, I would
2: go vanilla before strawberry most of the time.
1: They they even have vanillas. You got to go to a place with a wide enough selection, but uh yeah, I, I definitely hear you. You know, it's interesting like a lot of soft serve places too. I don't know um like if you've been to a place called Soft Swerve, as one example, but there are a lot of... It, and there's like uh Tayaki NYC. I don't know if you've seen these. It's like they have a fish-shaped yeah. cone. Yeah, um,
2: I want to go there so bad. It looks it, great.
1: It is a really cool place. Um, soft Swerve is actually my favorite soft serve ice cream in New York. Mm. Way past Big Gay. They have like a nice almond flavor. Almond is actually like adjacent to vanilla um flavor wise but it's interesting because like you've got these flavors like green tea taro uh sesame uh that are you know a pretty different flavor profile than i think that maybe we were used to coming up uh but there i i agree i would never lean towards like a matcha or a green tea flavor when i'm getting ice cream just because I'm looking for something sweeter personally. Right, totally, totally. So I hear you on that, Tim. That is, uh, that is a very fair point yeah. about a green tea. But, you know, Colby, I'm not knocking you for <laughs> liking it. It's a style. Same with uh, like savory ice cream is becoming a very big thing now. I have yet to try a savory ice cream. But, really? Uh, like, but,
0: uh, uh, I do like whenever they throw like a little sea salt into like a chocolate ice cream or a caramel uh, uh, scenario. It's so a nice I touch. I would probably like it.
1: Yeah, I think you would. Um, Morgan Stern's has a French fry flavor that's oh actually God. kind of unbelievable. All right, I'm going back. Cool House back has a today. French fry flavor as well, Tim. Have you ever seen that one floating around?
2: Yeah, I've seen it. we got like cinnamon bun. It's got some weird ones that sound uh, very enticing.
1: I think that it's fun to have weird ones, you know, because yeah. it's like, especially if you're really into ice cream, you're going to be like, eh, you know, why not? Like, yeah. I'll buy this one and then I'll buy another one that I know that I like. And I, I, I will say, Tim, personally, I would not get the French fry Cool House um, from experience. I've had it. Some people do a good French fry. Um, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that that French fry hits with Cool House. But, you know, if you're if you're looking to make the investment and give it a whirl, uh, I can't blame you. This is just my two cents that it exists but I wouldn't have it.
2: You know, I very uh, recently had some mustard flavored ice cream. Oh my really?
1: God. What, what was, was that, that like?
2: Yeah. That From Heinz. It was like they, the Heinz mustard had like a truck, like a food truck. that was just giving away free mustard flavored ice cream and like they had a pretzel cookie with it and it was good. It was weird. I mean, it's not full on mustard. It's like very creamy and sweet up top and then it gets like a little mustard bitter like at the end. Hmm. Uh, but I liked I don't know if I'm going to be buying it, but it was a great free sample to check out in Manhattan.
1: Uh, so it was a pop-up? Was it like a truck?
2: Yeah, it was just a truck. And they just posted on Instagram about it. And I was like, dang, I got to go.
1: Wow. And I had uh, a
2: friend to track down the truck with me.
1: Wow. That is so fun. Yeah, I agree. It's like, it's just a great promo. You know, it gets you kind of thinking about the Heinz brand. And yeah. You're kind of cool with it. I actually knew somebody in Chicago who worked for Heinz. And they kind of gave me this like inside scoop about these flavored scoop. scoop. You gotta love it. <laughs> um, it. Have you ever heard of Cranch? Do you know what Cranch is? Cranch? Uh, it's ketchup and ranch combined. They sell it, it's oh. like in a pink. Oh my. Um, and then they have another one called Mayo Chup, which is mayonnaise and ketchup. <laughs> and I was like, this is the name that we came up with for. <laughs> For, I guess it makes One sense. mayo chup, please. <laughs> Do you have any signs of mayo chup? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Heinz is really... Uh, it, it's fun watching such an established old school company try and take the dive into the social media age. It's yeah. impressive. <laughs> that's, that's good. Well, let's talk... We were talking about how
0: uh, uh, ice cream is so experience-based, you know? Yeah. What is What is the best... What's everybody's favorite ice cream experience?
1: Well, that's a really good question.
0: What's number one Holy. ideal scenario in which to consume ice
1: cream? Oh, interesting. Okay, I see what you're saying. Not like where is the best place? For no, no. Ice cream. Okay, I'm talking situation.
2: Tim, are you? I'll are you... tell you what I want. Let's hear it. Okay, I love a waffle cone.
1: Yeah, I absolutely. Love a waffle cone. Yeah. I
2: love a fresh waffle cone. Ideal scenario is I'm getting a, a fresh waffle cone and I'm walking around, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm on the move. I'm checking things out. I'm scoping the sites. Yeah, getting in with the people while enjoying my J.C. treat.
1: Are you with friends or are you solo?
2: Um, I guess I'm with friends. Yeah. In in this dream, I I picture myself surrounded by loved ones and and family and <laughs> you know in a life where people care about me. In reality, maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm sad. <laughs> Kinda of depressed. I uh sick, sick day from work. Yeah. It wasn't a real sick day. I just couldn't bring myself to get out of bed. And I yeah. head down to Coney Island. I go up at the boardwalk. I see the families and friends walking and laughing together. And I wonder what it's like to be a part of them. I could just
0: I could hear in your voice how hard it was for you to imagine being with friends just then. So. <laughs> Joe was like, "Are you with friends?" You were like yeah
1: <laughs> Tim this is such a funny visual for me that it's like even in this fantasy ideal experience for you it's like kind of a stretch to be with a crew <laughs> you're taking a fake sick day uh, but that's that to me is the beautiful thing about ice cream whether it was a terrible day or an amazing day your day is elevated by that ice cream you know what I mean it's like That is the most special part of that. That is true. It is
0: kind of, that's a really interesting point with ice cream specifically. It's like I, both of, I will have both thoughts where it's like, Oh man, this day is incredible. I'm going to keep this train going and get some ice cream right now. Or it's like, I have had the worst day and the only thing that can save it is a pint of ice cream.
1: <laughs> a full pint of yes. ice cream. Yeah, exactly. And you don't even feel bad on those days. It's like it's a lost cause. You might as well eat the pint. Exactly. You're entitled to those days and you like your heart needs it. Your yeah. heart actually needs it. Yeah. And uh even though maybe scientifically it doesn't, mentally it really does. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, all that matters. Yeah, and it's so interesting because, you know, I can think very vividly about my best days and worst days, all including ice cream. Absolutely. You know, um, to me, an ideal ice cream experience is, uh, definitely an intimate one surrounded by friends, whether Uh it's like close friends, a significant other, Tim, I'm a huge waffle cone guy. Um, basically like any time there is a waffle cone available at a shop, I get it just because it's like it's going to be one or two dollars more and to me it's Mm -hmm. like i'm here you know why not uh it does make it so much better and you get more ice cream Mm -hmm. you will get more ice cream because they're filling out that cone they're not going to give you a shorted cone or like with just like one little scoop sticking out and um yeah I, i think that i think there's something so nice about sharing it with friends um. Definitely, the sad times. It's better to eat it alone because <laughs> yeah. you don't have to feel like you know on or anything. You can just really dive into your ice cream. Yeah, you can focus cream. on
0: nothing else but the next bite.
1: Right, and like each bite makes whatever is going on a little less bad in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, ideal state is like kind of just shooting it, and it makes. I, I think that the the sugar you know kind of in it makes you a little euphoric as you're hanging out yeah and there is you know let's be honest i'm not totally a big ice cream you know lobbyist of any sort like there's going to be a crash afterwards like <laughs> yeah, an hour yeah, or two later course, where yeah. you want to nap yeah um uh, but not while you're with the friends no and, sir <laughs> uh, you know it is special it's nice and in the winter time is really great too mm-hmm. personally because you have the shop to yourself and you're just sitting around laughing and You're given. The staff a little bit of cheer because they're pretty lonely in there in the winter, I'll say. it's Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, pretty man, slow.
0: I'm obsessed with this getting it in the winter
1: idea and walking around. I'm going to do that. We got it. Well, I mean, it's such a beautiful day today. I'm sure that they're yeah. going to be blown up. But yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. We got to get some winter ice cream at some point. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a great idea.
0: Tim, any final thoughts? We got to start wrapping up the show.
2: Any final thoughts? Well, I know Colby wanted to talk about the differences between New York and L.A., but I'm glad we stumbled on <laughs> the ice cream thing. No,
0: it was it so was New York and it was uh, New York and Chicago, Tim. So, uh, uh, do your. Why would you
2: talk about
1: that? that's a fair point nobody's moving to chicago anymore (laughs) the comedy scene is dead there oh interesting no i'm just kidding i'm totally kidding that's not true to (laughs) no i heard what you said (laughs) but it is it's interesting because people move there i think with the intention of eventually moving to new york really and and it's like you know I, i think that uh that is kind of fading a little bit yeah not people are just be like, away from ice cream. You mean heart. like people are just going straight here or, or L.A.? I think mm. so. Interesting. Spending yeah. less time in Chicago as well. Interesting.
2: The third well, you're losing me. Tim out. <laughs> ah, Tim, nice to meet you. Bye, Tim. Bye.
1: the best. Tim bye
0: Well, we're out of time for the dang show, Joe.
1: This was incredible.
2: It was <laughs> so fun talking
1: Chicago versus New York with you. <laughs> Man, I... I have this problem i'll start talking about ice cream and i cannot stop i mean so. uh
0: it was a real treat okay there are <laughs> two places i want to mention while we're talking about ice cream
1: please i need to know them
0: one is Davies ice cream love it right on bedford avenue in williamsburg
1: i love that there is a Davies in brooklyn and in new york there's only two locations yeah. but they have them when i say new york manhattan
0: it's it's right off the train at the Bedford stop, it's so easy to get to, and then just like walk around McCarran Park.
1: What's your flavor there?
0: Uh, I just get the chocolate.
1: Chocolate, very nice. Oh, yeah. Do you ever get a cookies and cream to yes. compliment? Yes, very nice. I knew I the. You know I the was hoping guy. so. Yeah, I'll, yeah.
0: Do, I'll do my uh, Colby loves cookies show, and then we'll be uh, we'll we'll split an hour somewhere. Yeah, I would
1: love to do that. Honestly, that would <laughs> be huge. Uh, Major collab.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Combine
1: our colossal following. Yes. <laughs> make a titan food show yeah
0: exactly <laughs> uh and the other one is louis g's uh, on Graham avenue in in um williamsburg
1: that is one that i have not had
0: that's the one we got to do it's closed now they like only open in the summer seasonal uh yeah
1: what uh, are their flavors that you like uh,
0: they do all the big stuff you know i always get a cookies and cream or a cookie dough perhaps um wow. but uh yeah that's the good stuff
1: you have locked me in for a summer hang for yes, sure sir. <laughs> yes sir
0: <laughs> opening day we're going <laughs> Joe, anything else you want to uh, uh, mention or a plug while you're here?
1: I do just want to thank you so much for having me on the show, man. Hey, this has been such a good time. It's um, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, it's really fun talking to you. I I, I would love to plug... Maybe another hangout for us, uh, hopefully (laughs) pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're a fun guy, man. Two Maryland boys. That's
0: right. Right back at you,
1: buddy. Thanks, man.
0: Well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week, and you can uh, uh, keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn for Two Thumbs Undecided, which is coming in very uh, soon. I also want to remind everybody that just because the holidays are over doesn't mean Radio Free Brooklyn's drive to five fundraising campaign is over Uh, if you want more information on that you can go to radiofreebrooklyn.com you can also uh dial 718-673-8201 to leave us a message no uh, letting us know why you love radio free brooklyn or to wish us a happy five-year birthday Uh, so thanks everybody for listening once again uh and have a great Sunday, here is a Jersey City band called Fascinations Grand Chorus. uh, Friends of this station and friends of yours!